0: Jeannie, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health Nut. How's all the pod doggies out there anyway? I'm recording this episode on our ranch in the beautiful Rocky Mountains of East Idaho, and my podcast has two different segments, and you can listen to both or just one of them, what's ever on your heart today. The first segment I call All Things Health, and today I break down what's actually in energy drinks, the reason each ingredient is used, the harm it can cause our bodies especially if you mix them with alcohol, because it can be deadly. And the second segment I call Mountain Adventures. I go back in time and talk about our amazing cow dogs and how they are such a part of our ranch and our family. But first I want to talk about a company that sponsors my podcast, and is called Three International, and they have phenomenal nutritional products that use high-quality, third-party tested ingredients. Each product is listed in the physician's desk reference, and that is huge actually, And you can find this list at www.pdr.net. I personally use these products, and one of my favorites is called Vitalite. It's a multivitamin that comes from whole foods, but you get more than just vitamins. You also get fruits, greens, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega-3s, and 72 trace minerals and amino acids. So it supports your heart, your brain, joints, and eye function, supports a healthy gut microbiome, which is critical, and it promotes cellular energy. For more information and to research the products offered, visit my website, genieolson.iii.earth, and this website's in the show notes also. Okay, what about energy drinks? I had a request to do an episode on energy drinks, and I'm so glad when I get requests because I just love that, and I want to give you, the listener, things that you want to hear about. So, long before Red Bull was introduced to America in 1997, in the early 1980s we were using caffeine pills called no to give us energy and keep us awake. Now, I don't know if you can still buy those or not, I haven't really noticed them in the store, but I was in the ninth grade, which is a long time ago, when my friend Robin and I bought a small box at the grocery store. And we figured they were harmless, it was like drinking a cup of coffee. And we were awake and wired most of the night. Concern started to arise around the safety of energy drinks when consumers started mixing them with alcohol. And from 2008 to 2012, there were 13 deaths reported as a result from the five-hour energy shots. This eventually sparked Washington state to begin legislation to ban energy drinks to persons under 18 years of age. In 2017, a 14-year-old girl died from drinking two monster drinks within a 24-hour period but this didn't stop the industry from exploding because today you can choose from 30 to 40 different brands. I decided I needed to purchase a few cans for my research, so off to the grocery store I went. I found the energy drink aisle. Do you know they have an entire section just for these drinks? I wanted to buy the most popular brand, so I stood back and watched as people would grab a drink and go, and it was a very busy aisle. People from all walks of life, moms, dads, teenagers, businessmen, businesswomen, you name it. It just so happened that the day I was there, a group of wildland firefighters were in the store, and they looked to be like in their 20s. And they were busy buying a few groceries, but most of them came to this aisle and grabbed a can. And what was interesting was that each person grabbed a different brand. And I thought to myself, come on, guys, you're not helping me, because I needed to know which brand is picked the most. So after about 15 minutes, I finally picked five cans, because I wanted to know what was in them and why they are so popular. So the brands I picked were Red Bull, Monster, Monster Low Carb, Rockstar, and Alani. I think that's how you say it. So let's dive into what I found. The first five ingredients in each can was the same and in the same order. On the ingredients label, the one listed first means a product has the most of that ingredient in it. And so I will list them for you. And I won't go over every ingredient, just know that each brand had between 23 and 25 different ingredients. And my question is, why does it have to have so many ingredients? Okay, so the first ingredients are, and they were all listed in the same order, on each can are carbonated water, sugar, except the the low carb one, glucose, which is basically sugar, citric acid, taurine, and a natural or artificial flavors. And that's basically what you're drinking. Add to that caffeine and B vitamins, and then other ingredients are added as preservatives. And some are natural ingredients, and some are synthetic ingredients. More for energy. The energy blend for all of them contained all or some of the following ingredients: so there was caffeine, sugar, taurine, guarana seed extract, Panax ginseng root, B vitamins, L-carnitine, gluconolactone, inositol and maltodextrin. Now caffeine and sugar are well known but the others not so much. Caffeine is a stimulant and it stimulates the mind and sugar has no nutritional value and causes major inflammation in the body. And I will go over how much sugar is in the sugar drinks and what the low carb drinks are sweetened with in a little bit. Okay, taurine is the one that intrigued me the most. So what is taurine? Well, according to Thought Company, It is an organic molecule, so some say it's an amino acid, but they say it's an organic molecule in its natural form. So it helps with muscle function, athletic performance, and endurance, may reduce anxiety, aids in blood sugar regulation, and cardiac health. That's why it's in the energy drinks. The Latin name is taurus, which means ox or bull, hence the name Red Bull, because originally taurine was extracted from bull semen or ox bile. However... Just to be clear, this source of taurine is not in Red Bull or other energy drinks. The taurine in energy drinks comes from the lab and is synthetic. Why doesn't it come from bull semen? Well, The article stated it was just simple economics. Using bull semen would alienate a large portion of the customer base, including people seeking to avoid animal products. Okay, just because it's part of the bull, is it considered to be a no-no by vegetarians? I'm just curious to know because I don't. Okay, is synthetic taurine healthy for you? The very word synthetic means no. Even natural taurine, although it can be produced by the body and found in some foods, has a few side effects such as causing a negative nitrogen balance which can lead to kidney problems and it can also stunt the growth in children. What about guarana seed extract? It comes from a plant that can actually taint caffeine it's known to boost energy levels and fight fatigue. It may help with heart health, and there are a few other benefits. But I want to focus on the side effects. It may cause insomnia, cause anxiety, it's linked to digestive disorders, it can cause an irregular heartbeat and cause headaches. And the irregular heartbeat is the one that concerns me the most, because you don't want to mess with your heart. The Panax Ginseng root. It also comes from a plant used in traditional Chinese medicine, and it typically helps with mood, cognition or brain function, and and immunity. That's why it's in the energy drinks. And the drawbacks are gastrointestinal upset, including diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and cramps. How about B vitamins? Can you get too much? Well, in just one drink, you can get between 100 to 500% of the daily allowance, so if you get... B vitamins from other sources, like the food you're eating, you're getting way too much. Normally unused B vitamins are excreted from the body, however, they are filtered out through the kidneys, so drinking them in excess taxes your kidneys. And then there is L-carnitine. What is this? It's a natural occurring substance in the body and can also be found in animal products like red meat. And it plays a role in energy production and can improve athletic performance. For most people, using your body produces enough of it to be sufficient. Some of the side effects are nausea, vomiting, stomach cramps, and a rash. Okay, then there's glucoronolactone, and it's a chemical either made by the body or in the lab, and it's supposed to increase attention and improve athletic performance. It's used for stamina and bodybuilding, so you can find it in, like, a lot of workout products. It's not widely studied yet, so more data is needed. Most likely, for the sake of energy drinks, it's probably synthetic and not natural. Okay, inositol. It's a natural compound found in different foods. It's a type of sugar that influences mood, mood disorders, and metabolism. The common side effects are nausea, stomach pain, tiredness, headache, and dizziness. Other less known side effects is that it may reduce the body's ability to absorb essential nutrients like zinc, calcium, and iron. Okay, and then there's maltodextrin. If you haven't listened to my episode on maltodextrin, I encourage you to give that one a listen. Maltodextrin is a food additive and preservative, so that's why it's in the energy drinks. The problem is, it has a high glycemic index number, meaning it breaks down quickly into sugar and then spikes your blood sugar. It can cause weight gain, and it's horrible for your gut microbiome and the healthy bacteria in your gut. Now let's go back to the sugar content. The highest amount of sugar per a 16-ounce can is 64 grams. That's a third of a cup of sugar. And according to the USDA, the daily allowance of sugar is 48 grams. That's just a fourth of a cup for an entire day. So just drinking one 16-ounce energy drink puts you over the recommended amount. Personally, I think a fourth of a cup is way too high, but that's just me. I think it should be eliminated completely. I'm no fun, am I? Okay, the low-carb energy drinks are sweetened with the artificial sweeteners sucralose and ACE-K, which is asulfame potassium. Both are bad news, and both are made in the lab. If you haven't listened to my episode on sucralose, I encourage you to give it a listen as well. In a nutshell, sucralose is hard on the digestive system and on the gut microbiome, and it's also a carcinogenic, causing cancer. ACE-K also changes your gut health and may cause weight gain and cancer. What I thought was interesting was in the regular monster drink, the one with 58 grams of sugar, it also had the artificial sweeteners, sucralose and ACE-K. Why? Why would they have known cancer-causing agents into a drink that is already high in sugar? It's, isn't it already sweet enough? No, just that's just food for thought, and that bothered me. So basically, energy drinks cause a high and gives you a state of euphoria. The problem comes when the energy high wears off. You want more of it, so you, so you drink another one. Meanwhile, it's wreaking havoc in your body. The other problem is the crash that follows if you don't drink another one. The crash comes with extreme fatigue, nausea, vomiting, depression, and a headache. How do you combat the withdrawal symptoms? You have another energy drink, and then the vicious cycle begins. And this is where the addiction starts. And you might be saying, well, I only have one once a day or twice a week. But you're still putting substances in your body that have adverse health effects, like I mentioned as I went through some of the ingredients, and that adds up over time. To finish up, let me touch on drinking energy drinks mixed with alcohol. Because caffeine is a stimulant and alcohol is a depressant, you can be more alert and feel less drunk, so you think you are fine to drive. And it can also make you drink more alcohol to the point where you can get alcohol poisoning and not even be aware of it. And I can't imagine the hangover you would have the next morning. Just getting over the caffeine consumption or the withdrawal effects can take two to nine days. I always say everything in moderation, but when it comes to energy drinks, I say throw them out completely. Find a better alternative. And that doesn't mean choosing a low-carb or low-sugar option because they are just as bad. Okay, I hope you found this helpful. Send me an email and let me know your thoughts. And share this episode with someone you think might benefit from it. So now stay tuned for some fun stories about living off-grid on a cattle ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. Welcome to Mountain Adventures. Animals can have a special place in your heart, especially dogs and cats. I know ours do. In fact, ours are the luckiest animals in the world. They have plenty of room to roam on our cattle ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. We depend heavily on them, actually. They don't need collars, just feed them and love them. And in turn, you get lots of love back. The dogs always forgive and have abundant love for you. Um, The cats are a different story. They have plenty of love, but it will be on their terms. One day they are purring and rubbing up against you and the next day I don't know you and you'd better not even look at me. (laughs) We've had a few special dogs and cats over the last 25 years and they have all brought us joy, peace, love, irritation, frustration and yes, they can even make you mad. Like the time our dog Gizmo was digging a hole right next to my shoes and she filled them with dirt. (laughs) I first met her when I met my husband Nick. She came with him when we were first married. Maybe that was her way of saying, welcome to the family. (laughs) And we've had other wonderful dogs over the years. Two dogs that were special to us was Mario and Kendra. And one reason they were special was the fact that our youngest kids, Jason and Katie, wanted a puppy so bad, but we had to wait until we lived in a place where they would be safe. So soon after we moved to our ranch, with wide open spaces, no neighbors, and no traffic, We found a a lady who had two Border Collie, Australian Shepherd, Blue Heeler mixed pups. They were both black and white with a little brown on them. We had a male pup for Jason and he named him Mario and a female pup for Katie and she named her Kendra. They were working dogs, of course, and took their job very seriously. I did have an ongoing battle with them because they were smart and would steal the cat's food no matter where I put it. But they were loving and gentle, too. Mario and I, we'd go round and round though, because he didn't want to mind me. He had this attitude of, Up yours! And I'm like, Yeah, whatever. Somehow I can understand what they are saying, and it's not always good. Both dogs loved to ride on the back of the four wheeler, and Mario was such an athlete that he could jump off of it going forty miles per hour, land on his feet, and start running. Kendra had no athletic ability, but she could eat. She was good at eating and she looked like it. <laughs> Kindra was the more obedient of the two, especially if she knew you were going to feed her. We had a back door that wouldn't always latch, and Kinder knew this, so if we all left, she would nudge the door open and come into the house. Now, our dogs are outside dogs because they're usually dirty from chasing cows or rolling in a cow paddy. Why do they do that? Well, anyway, Kendra would come in the house and make herself a home. She found the garbage can that was in the cupboard under the sink, somehow, and she uh, went through the trash looking for snacks. She never did pick up after herself, though, so when we would get home, the garbage would be all over the kitchen floor. One day, shortly after Valentine's Day, she snuck into the house again and found Katie's box of chocolates that was under her bed, and she ate most of the box. You would have thought that Katie would have been upset because normally dogs aren't supposed to eat chocolate, but no. She was upset that the dog ate her chocolates, <laughs> and I was worried that Kinder would get really sick, but she never did. She certainly wasn't sorry for doing it. Her attitude was, you snooze, you lose, as she looked her mouth off. From time to time, I would give Kinder a bath outside in a rubber-made tote, and Mario would have nothing to do with it, and I would tell him then, fine, stay dirty, and he would just roll his eyes at me. But Kinder loved the water and the attention. But the last time we gave her a bath, and I mean the last time, it was on a hot summer day, and we had just rinsed her off, and she was shaking all over, spraying water everywhere. And then Nick started the four-wheeler and headed out the gate, creating a cloud of dust behind him. And whenever the dogs hear the four-wheeler, they know it's time to go work, and nothing keeps them from going. So off Kendra goes, completely wet, following a cloud of dust, and you know what happened. Well one summer day my brother-in-law Donnie came to visit and as he was pulling into the yard in his pickup he didn't see Kendra step out in front of him and he ran over her and she was hurt really bad in her back and we figured she wouldn't make it through the night. We made the decision to just let her go if that was God's will and I was in a panic because Katie had just left for camp and when she returned in a week she would be devastated. So we laid Kendra on a rug in the shade by the water hydrant. That first night, all night long, I would go out and check on her. I think I was getting up every hour. And I would gently rub her all over and pray for her. She laid on that rug completely still, not moving a muscle. And the next morning she was still alive, but just laying there, just still as a mouse. And she laid on this rug for the entire week, and I would bring her food and water. And we couldn't believe it. You know something? Dogs just know what to do when they're hurt bad. They just know to lay completely still. Our only concern was that even though she was alive, could she walk? The day before Katie came home, I went out early that morning and Kendra had moved off of her rug and was getting a drink of water, and then we knew then that she would be all right, and it was a long summer for her healing. She would go with Mario and I for on short walks, increasing her distance every few days. What a tough dog. Shortly after this, we inherited a miniature Australian Shepherd Blue Merle dog, and we named her Izzy. And she was loyal and loving and protective. Whenever an animal came in the yard, she was leading the charge to get it out. She thought she was a big dog though, and whenever we would go chase cows, she was so short you couldn't see her in the tall grass. All you could see was the grass moving. It was hilarious. She got to stay in the house for a while because she accidentally got ran over and had head injuries. We were supposed to keep her confined to a small place, so I built a pen for her in the living room. And when we would leave, she would break out and be sitting in the rocking chair when we got home. And we didn't get to love her very long as she got ran over in another accident and didn't make it. But she is forever in our hearts. Mario also died several years later from a cancerous growth and he lived to be about 10 years old, and this was a sad day too. As you know, animals become family. I made amends with him and told him I loved him before he died, but true to his nature, he didn't apologize to me. Yeah, well, whatever. We decided to get another dog to keep Kinder company, and also Kinder could teach him how to handle the cows, and we found a purebred border collie, and his name is Ben. He's black and white with one blue eye and one brown eye. Kinder liked him okay, but she let him know she was queen. Ben is the most gentle, loving dog you will ever meet. He loves everyone that comes to our ranch, even strangers. In fact, his attitude is, please pet me before you go in and rob my parents. <laughs> when Kinder was about 11 years old, she fell off the back of the four-wheeler, and as she fell, her leg got hung up and she broke it. So Nick loaded her in the pickup and took her to the vet, and she came home with the cast instructions from the vet was to keep her off of it as much as possible and that that was impossible the cast was to stay on for four or five weeks and as i have said before whenever the four-wheeler went the dogs had to go so nick would put a rug on the back lay her on it and strap her to the four-wheeler so she wouldn't fall off one day i had to go on to the other side of the ranch to what we call the sutton place it's about a mile away and I was going to be there for about the whole day, so I took the dogs with me. When I got to where I would be working, I lifted Kinner off of the four-wheeler and laid her in the shade. She'd only had her cast on for about ten days, so I knew she couldn't go far and she'd be happy there. And so I was gone for about three hours, and when I came back, she'd taken the cast off. And I went into a panic. I carefully loaded her back on the four-wheeler, wrapped my coat around her leg so it wouldn't get bumped, strapped her on, and drove about one mile per hour. I was so afraid of re-breaking her leg. The next morning, Nick took her back to the vet to have a new cast put on and have it x-rayed. And the doctor came out and he said he told us that her leg was healed and she didn't need another cast. Remember how I mentioned that dogs just know when they are healed? And I laughed at how slow I drove getting her back to the house for nothing Well, later on, a couple years later, Kendra died doing what she loved, working. And even though in her final year she could barely walk, Nick had left on the four-wheeler without her, and that was not to be tolerated by her at all. She had to help him do whatever it was he was doing, and he was probably going to move some cows. And she never did make it where he was at and ended up dying next to what we call Coyote Basin. You know, animals bring you lots of joy, but sadness too when they have to go. Well, this left us with one dog, Ben. So after about a year, we found a puppy for Ben and her name is Belle. And she's a Border Collie Australian Shepherd mix. She's reddish brown and white with brown eyes. And when we first brought her home, Ben came to the Jeep and they immediately rubbed noses like they already knew each other. And what is so weird and awesome is that Belle acts and does the same things as Kendra. Could it be? Okay, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Get to know him. He can change your life, I promise. See you next time.